And we are live. Welcome back to On The King's Dime. It is Tuesday night. It is uh, the 30th of March. We're almost into April now. The NBL is in full swing. I think we're, are we halfway through the season at the moment? Nearly? No, I'd say we're more than half. I think it's 36 games. It's pretty, team. yeah, everyone plays 36 games. It's about, it's about close, close. I think we've played 18. Um, but, yeah, we're here to discuss uh, anything but that very, very poor display against Perth on the weekend. <laughs> um, if, we, if we could avoid it, we would. Uh, but I thought it would come and, you know, I've I, I got to admit I should have changed it to On the King's Salt. Yeah, definitely On the King's Salt. Because uh, there's going to be some salt tonight. It was a loss against Perth. It was a struggle of a performance. And I think we're coming up on half-season review too. So I, d- I definitely think there's some uh, post-mortem on this squad. And we'll, we'll definitely delve back into some of the comments we made at the start of the season and reflect on how this season is going. But as always, we are live right now. We're on Facebook. Uh, we are also on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And it's halfway through the season. I still can't get that one right. Uh, and Spotify as well. So if you want to subscribe to us in audio format, you can listen to us on your favorite device. Uh, and yeah, listen to us live on Facebook at the moment and put these up on YouTube as well. Uh, I have been doing content, but I kind of wanted to do a, a, game, a game content on this Perth game. Uh, I just don't get time at the moment. Back to work and that's a yeah, pain in the ass. But Don't worry, mate. The, uh, the road is coming for everyone, so we'll, we'll be back home pretty soon. <laughs> could, be, could be back into lockdown. We'll have to wait and see. There is schedule changes, so that we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll do an armchair COVID sort of talk at the start of this, this podcast. But, yeah, like, share, and subscribe out there. Uh, we're going to be bringing, yeah, that half-season review. I think very soon we'll, we'll talk half-season review post-mortem and then, yeah, just down the, down the stretch of the season. We're in the fight for a top four place. You know, really, you're not going to see this team go from where it's at all the way to the top. Ah, uh, what do we got? We're nine and nine. I think we're fifth at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're very much in the middle up. of the pack fighting for that. Um, yeah, yeah. So the bullets, sorry, the bullets are nine and nine, and the thirty sixes are seven and thirteen, and they've died. They've fallen off a cliff. No humfo, mm-hmm. bit of a struggler. So really, there, there is still a huge chance we can make this playoffs, but it's going to take a pretty Herculean effort, I think, down the stretch of this, this season. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll have to keep keep uh, wading through it and working through it. And we're definitely going to talk about this Perth game. So let's let's do it. Let's get into it. I've been trying to avoid it, but you know, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're doing we're doing Perth. We're doing armchair COVID. Oh, armchair COVID. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, avoid it some more. Sorry. Yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll avoid that Perth game at all costs, and especially doing three, two, one. Actually, you know what, Joe Martin, he's um, he's defense he's man. Should, should, should it's, it's yeah. not good. It's not good. It's not good because he's a power forward. He's not a center, and so his his room protection is not there. This is the problem. This is and oh, fuck, we could just get onto this Perth game, and then we'll talk armchair COVID. Yeah, are you sure. Okay, so the problem with with when Geordie fouls out early is that especially against a clever team like Perth that exploits. Mm. Our weakness in rim, de- rim rim protection is that Mooney can just get in low. Guys can get all the way around the basket. They can pull Jarrell up and just blow past him and know that he's probably probably a step quicker. He's a power forward. Like this is mm. he's not he's not a and he can't defend the five. He can probably defend the three and four pretty effectively, but really it's kind of you know. And then in, when when kick it came on and four and runs, it was just like oh no, man. that was. It's, <laughs> Just, <laughs> some of those bunnies he missed were just atrocious. Hard. Atrocious. But Jarrell, um, 
I think he hasn't had time, obviously, to gel with what our defense is. And we don't have an anchor rim protector or an anchor really de- defensive player. Jordy has tried this season and he's had a couple of games where it's been good. And you kind of go, hey, Jordy, that's, that's nice. You're playing up. And then he's had a couple of games like against Perth where it cops a few fouls and then the lineup just gets ragged. And Travis had had a couple of like just back doors where, you know, Jarrell's turning around looking for, for dudes and he's just like, oh, it's happening too much, man, like too much. Like one or two a game, okay, that's all right. But, you know, I think three or four on the night where he just loses his man and that guy gets inside. But it all comes down to really losing Bogut and that elite rim protector kind of exposes. I also, I also think that you look at the NBL and you look at the FIBA lineup, you have to have two rim protecting centers in the team. It doesn't matter what you have. If you want to have a, an effective benchmark defense in the paint you have to have a rim protection start and a rim protection coming off the bench hmm. it, it doesn't seem like you know you look at sean long not really a rim protector good scorer but melbourne still got torched you need classy rim protectors in and out off the bench perth's done that i mean perth is is is, is outscored teams effectively as well but brisbane let's look at brisbane yeah uh, man, last um... year Hodgson. Mag- Hodgson and Magne last year, great defense. Unfortunately, their offense was turgent. Um, you know, that's really where you've got to do. I mean, I'm comfortable with Geordie being first-choice center. I think he's earned that right in this team. Mm. Um, I wouldn't want to go outside of Jordan. But maybe it's time to bring in next season a, um, a def- defensive center. Now, again, we, we have to say this with a bit of caveat. We've lost Xavier Cooks, who is, is a pretty good rim protector at 6'9". Um, and a savvy finisher around the rim, so you get that two-way kind of playing. But yeah, man, Jerome Munn is is a scoring power forward. He's yep. not a, a defensive big, and um, we really see that in games. Mollett handles himself well. I, I I didn't like the fact that kick. There's a couple of runs where kicker was on the floor playing center, and just like yeah, this game has gotten way past mm. his abilities in that five position. You really, if you're going to play anyone, you got to play Moller. Mm. Um, because at least he can box out and rebound effectively, if not protect the rim. And kick it can't do anything really. Yeah, defensively, it's, just, it's like a lamppost. Yeah, and that's okay if you're in a in a team where last year, you know, we had a very solid team and it was five guys, and then you know it was a, a sort of seven eight man rotation with kick it playing a few minutes, and you're like, okay, come in shoot some threes. That's good, you know, defend the rim a little bit. But this season, like asking him to, you know, you're going to have to sub, sub in and play defense and play offense. Um, it, it's probably a stretch too far. The the other thing too, like we, we, we just go to some really bad lineups. And it's not 40s fault. It's kind of just the way our roster is. That, you know, I said in the, the Facebook group, you know, there was a couple of side side pick and rolls with Mola Vodanovic and you're just like, oh, what is this? <laughs> this is horrible. Like, and y- y- we just don't have enough weapons really that are reliable. Like once, you know, if Casper's not having a good game and admittedly, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Cotton in a minute. He hasn't had that many good games against Cotton and he, he's trying to, he's searching for something. You can tell he's just can't find it when they're, when he's playing against Perth. Um, but if he he's not playing well and DJ in this game where like over the last couple of weeks, he's just gone into his show just a, a little bit. I'd I like to see him grab also, the ball a bit more. Yeah. Go. I, like, th- but. I would like to see 40, maybe switching it up for the next two rounds, playing Casper in that pick and roll facilitator role 
and using Casper to drive and kick out to DJ and finding DJ somewhere on the perimeter and him just letting loose. Mm. Or high down screen, DJ shoots the ball. I think we need to flip the the switch and, and try and get Casper into more of that facilitator role and then get DJ on the down screen shooting the ball. I mean, it was, it was a pretty abysmal shooting night. We're going to have those. Um, there were some lineups that I didn't enjoy. I think there was one lineup where it was Diddy, Kickett, Moller. Um, who else was on the floor? It was just. Yeah, it was like Kickett, Moller, Tommy V. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm losing you. What's going on? It was just a kick. I wanted to shoot. Talked about from 30th, and it's a um, I hope you're you're struggling. I'm getting you. You're breaking up. You've completely frozen. I can barely hear. You. This kind of goes with the game. We it might have yeah, lost him. Whoa! Are you getting you getting internet issues or something going on over there? Where you are? No. Now you've gone into like yeah, post no, postage stamp size, and everyone can see the side of my room because the <laughs> the cams like like icing out. Um, but yeah, I missed the missed the end of that. But I think. You can't take, you got to take the lumps with these lineups. Like it's just, you've just got a copper and that's just how it is. And I don't know, like it's part of just how we play as well. I'm trying to, trying to articulate it in that how we play doesn't suit, you know, if it gets ragged, you know, we try and play hard and then it's just foul, foulathon. And you just like, can we just play hard? Like just somebody let us play hard. Just so we can actually like find some rhythm and get back into this game, and then it just becomes an absolute foulathon. Geordie has to sit down, and then you, like you get the the situation where you're just like, "Well, Geordie, you know, you got to take your seat, mate. You know, you, you've you've given away fouls, and we can't have that." He's just like, f- "Like far out, man. Like, does he really have to like take a seat and cop lumps just because he's getting some bad calls caught against him?" And I hate that scenario. And as much as you know, I would say Geordie's not the 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 greatest rim protector and the greatest you know in the paint defender i still kind of like want to see him play hard and as soon as he starts playing hard it's just a foulathon and you're just like can you just let him play man like what are you like yeah that mad dunk we started the game really well tossing it inside there's a lot happening sort of in and out and we look really good and suddenly it's just bang bang two fouls and he's just like he has to sit and then it just gets ragged, and this team can't recover from that. You've, we've seen that heaps mm. of times this season where as soon as the lineups become a bit ragged, a bit janky, like we struggle for scorers. Even Diddy, like, you know, he took it, I think he had an air ball that was like a, just a walk-in three. The ball stops, he walks up and just shoots a three, and it's an air ball, and you're just like, oh. Like, no no rhythm to our offense, and I'd, I'd like to see us kind of solve that at least down the end of the season. Look, if we don't make the playoffs, I'd l- at least like to see us solve our offensive issues at the very least. But, you know, we've got to get Cooks back and Glover's probably going to come back eventually. I think he's out of the um, moon knee. I think um, even Cooks is out of his boot as well. So, I think with Cooks, he was, he was interviewed. I think the problem is though is it's a very cautionary injury mm. is that it's very likely to reoccur if you bring back too early. So I mm. think... I what think did it end up being? Achilles? Yeah, Achilles. Because yeah. um, who, who went down a couple of weeks ago? Uh, quite annoying. I think he's out for three months. I think it was a PCL tear. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and it was a similar type of um, fall, like that splits 
type fall that um, Jarrell suffered. So Jarrell must have got real lucky because he only had a couple of weeks out. I think it was ended up being two yeah, and a half weeks an, out. M, M, yeah, it was MCL. He had an MCL tear, which is yeah. much easier to strap up and mm. uh, it's not as painful. But, you know, PCL sits inside the knee. So you've got your ACL, which is obviously that's gone, but the posterior sits just behind the ACL mm. and, and stabilizes the back. And usually that just partially ruptures and heals on own, its own. Um, it's very rare to get a full PCL tear. PCL tear. If yeah, you do well, get that, them, yeah, that happened they're annoying. pretty good. Quite annoying. Yeah. Um, but just let's let's talk cotton. It's it's so hard watching. I said in the the Facebook thread, like it really becomes apparent watching Casper duel against Cotton, just how protected he is. You know, and we we can sit here and get salty about it, and and definitely it's coming from a place of you know really knowing that he's one of the best players in the league, and you just like, yeah, I respect this guy, but. You know, we can also talk some mess as well because we're fans and that's that's what we do. But the way you can see it, the way he gets ref, man, anytime he gets on the shoulder of someone, it's a foul no matter what. doesn't even matter what the contact is. It's kind of they just blow it. And then you see Casper a couple of times, like Casper's coming off a bump and rub up high, like clearly grabbed and then just like, no, play through it, mate, play through it. And you like every time Cotton gets one of those bump and rubs, they just call it every time. And you just like, it must be infuriating, man. If you're having to play no, against that, you must be playing just going, I, uh, I cannot believe I cannot get any call. And then you're just at the other end just watching any type of defense. It's a foul, foul. Come on, boys. Like, settle down. You're just like, oh, man, brutal. Yeah, anything more to add from it's, you? It's, um, it's been like this. Man, your, your internet must be pretty bad over there. Cotton there we go. Cotton. Cotton wool? Yeah. It's it's um it's kick yeah cotton wool cotton um yeah he he is kind of baked into the referees you know dream I think I think because he's the the MVP um he just gets that you know kind of Joel Embiid Giannis style calls where you just flick him and he's just like oh foul, foul yeah he had one that where he just flailed all over the place and you just like flop warning any kind of flop warning at all no no they don't flop warn and the other thing well i've seen a few this season like dj twice i'm pretty sure has been called for flop warning on like he got trucked on one where they're like flop warning and they went back to the replay and he got like trucked off the edge of his screen and they were like flop warning i'm just like is this some sort of like what's going on man and he's a rookie too like just let the guy play yeah yeah it's it's painful to watch it's it's hard and we should have won that series we should we should have won last year. I think we like, had the best chance, and what whatever happened, like whatever happened, happened. The other thing too is like you read people get like super, you know, super feeling themselves into themselves on Facebook and stuff, and you're just like, man, what a sad life. Just being like, how good was that? That was the best, and you're just kind of like, yeah, that, that's great, man. That's great. Um, but I, I just I still think like the way he gets refereed. I would love to see a game where Casper like got that kind of treatment. You know, as soon as he got on the back, like on uh, a defender on the back of his shoulder, just got a foul every time because he plays through, like there must be like five or six of those a game before he gets free throws. I think he shot his first three free throws. He only got, I think he only got one set of free throws in this game. Um, what did he shoot? Yeah, two of two. And it was it was one of those, you know, he, he got bumped up high and then you just like, finally, like finally he gets one of those. And well, how many sh- free throws did Cotton shoot in this game? Uh, six of six. But still, yeah, it, it's brutal. Let's let's talk Diddy, man, because kind of, I want to see him take the ball, but then the more he kind of has the ball in his hands 
and it's not dropping, the more you're just like, don't have the ball, man. Like, we don't want you with the ball now. And then, like, it's a, it's a chain reaction thing where you're like, you want him to take shots and do well, but then after he misses a few, you're just like, you don't want him with the ball. And it's so hard this year. It's You have to put him in lineups with wing threats. If you put him in lineups where they know that none of their wing players are going to shoot, they just they just collapse on him and he can't finish his drive. He had a mad if like you had like a Tommy v- He had a mad drive and he got absolutely trucked by Travers underneath no foul. And he even yeah, tried to flex right. and Travers on the way past gave him like a shoulder into the face as well. He was like, What is going on? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so look, I would like to see Tommy V's go minutes go up. I think he's proved that yes, he can be sometimes a bit of a liability. Good on the floor with Geordie. I think he takes a lot of the pressure off Geordie in in the low post um, because he's happy to body up. But it gives you a wing threat, man. Like you've mm. got to have two wing threats. You've got to have if if Didi's going to play the ball, DJ and and Tommy V. Tommy V's shot from anywhere. So I'd like to see his minutes potentially go back up to kind of 15, 16 minutes a game where he's shooting, you know, he's taking six to seven shots a game. Because how many how many shots, you know, are we taking um, on plays that are shooting really poorly? Um, you know, Moller, okay, he's going to have games where he doesn't score. That's fine. But kick it. Bunnies, Casper was two of ten. And, you know, DJ was two of two of perfect. And uh, not DJ, sorry, um, Tommy V. And in seven minutes, I think we need to see more wing Lineups with mm. Tommy V on the floor, Diddy at the point, DJ, Diddy, and Tommy V, um, and potentially Shawnee Bruce for for a bit of guard defense. But he was not good too. He's he struggled, and he gets like if he can't facilitate and hold things together, like he kind of really struggles on offense too. Yeah, um, that's he's creating very, a shot. He's very very much a confidence shooter. Mm. If he's not having a great game, if he's fouling a bit, he just does not shoot the ball. Because defensively, um, I thought he he did a good job. Because Diddy, to go back to Cotton, like Diddy did a great job on him in the first half, and he he was zero of six from three, and it was one of those games where you're going, oh sweet, yeah, he's like, gonna this, get hot. this is good, he's and then you hot. know he's gonna get hot. You're sitting there just going, oh, he's gonna get hot. Um, was it three and three and ninety seconds or something? And yeah, like, oh, and this game is over. <laughs> two two of those were essentially like Diddy couldn't find his man in transition, and that's when you you know things start to get ragged and Perth kind of start to like like run you around a little bit. Suddenly, you know those off balls things start to happen as well, where you know we don't have a lockdown guy. A guy, if, for example, if DJ were, had the kind of a bit like defensive ability that Diddy have. You could just throw him on there, and you could just go, just follow him around. I don't care what's happening; just just follow him around, and then you've got a scoring threat. But apart from that, it's Casper trying as hard as he can. Um, you know, Shawnee Bruce trying as hard as he can, but he's a little bit of a minus on offense. Beyond that, it's just just throw guys at him and hope for the best. And you know, he's so good off ball, like coming around from underneath. And you know, we we don't do a good enough job of denying that. Mm. I think because. We just go, well, as soon as we try that, it's a foul every time. They just call it. It's like eagle eyes. It's like, you know, guys can play through contact off the ball. Suddenly when Cotton's off the ball, contact, foul. Like I saw that through through traffic. I saw him get fouled over there. And he's just like, oh, man, can you, can you let these guys play? But, you know, I think we've got a really good chance against Perth this week now with the, the reshuffle to actually go, right, what have, we, what have we worked on? What do we know? What did we learn from this, this game? 
and I just got the feeling that it's like nothing. It's going to be another another week of just like we learn nothing and we go out and we the same things happen. Jordy fouls again. You know, the lineup gets run ragged. Cotton doesn't play that well, but then, you know, heats up and wins the game. And I, I just don't want to, I don't want to see that for this team. Yeah. Because it's really going to be a kryptonite. Also, you know, what is actually more embarrassing about this loss, and, and I think it was an embarrassing loss, is that they played two days earlier and had to fly over. And then, mm. you know, in the second half, we just let them off the hook. We're just like, here you go. Just just have the win, boys. Like, we're not going to play in this second half. Just have the win. And I thought that was, you know, you know, just pretty poor, man, and embarrassing. That's, that's probably the first time this season where I've looked at this team and not come from a point of, Oh, this is not a great team. So I'm not going to get too upset about this. This is the, this is probably one of the first times this season. Where I was like, that was just embarrassing. Even if you guys aren't the greatest team, that was just an embarrassing capitulation, falling away. You guys just have the win. Um, for now, to get this, you know, new schedule turnaround to put us up against play, uh, to playing up against mm-hmm. Perth on Thursday night. I think it's Thursday night. Uh, let me just double check. It is. Yeah, it is Thursday night. It's a huge just like, all right, you guys have a, have a bounce back chance here. Like I want to see a reaction from this team. It hasn't been yeah. many times this season where I've been like, I want to see a reaction. But in this, this sense, or uh, it hasn't been many times where I've like wanted to see a reaction and it actually means something. Like I think this, if we want to actually have a playoff ex- expectation or a, um, a push for the playoffs, I want to see a reaction against this Perth team in Thursday's game. I do. I do. Now. Let's end this horrible game. Yeah. And just go to 13 minute pod. <laughs> Let's go to our 3 2 ones, I think. That's 3 2 1. Thing. Is that, oh, damn. I don't think I put a 3 2 1 out for the, uh, the fan MVP. Oh, well, sorry about that. Um, but that's all right. We'll go to 3 2 1. What do you got? I've got Jarrell. Yeah, Jarrell. DJ two. DJ two for me. Tommy V one. Tommy V. <laughs> You're so high on Tommy V at the moment. I'm just I'm just no one else was really doing it for me. Geordie? Geordie that day. Yeah, I'll give him Geordie one. Yeah, for that actually dunk. you know what? I'm I'm gonna give Geordie two and DJ one. Let's okay. let's be real. Jordy played well in, t- in the minutes that he had. I mean, it that dunk was awesome, man. For a, for a game where he has such a like an iconic dunk like that, with his weak hand as well, over the top of a defender, didn't get a foul. And like that was clearly a foul. Um, mm-hmm. to, for then to just that, what happened to him was just like he just gets reft off the floor. He's like, God, the guy can't catch a break. Um, yeah, so that's that's three two one. It's it's a tough tough night to give a three two one. Um, do we need to talk anything else? Brad Newley? Struggling a little bit. I don't know if struggling. It's just, I think it's just not. I just want to see him just hulk, hulk up. Just yeah, go nuts. Grab the ball and just go get, everyone get out of my way. If you're getting near me, I'm throwing an elbow in your face and then I'm <laughs> laying the ball in. Because he had a mad lay in and I think it was in the third quarter. He laid the ball in, in traffic and I went, Boys, like, okay, more of that. Like, all you need to do is dial Newley up high, get him downhill to the rim. Even if he misses, like, we've had stretches this season where he's missed a couple and you're like, ooh, a bit ropey. But something just sparked the offense, man. And he just had one and then just Kadee styles, just like stubbed out his cigarette and just, um, headband time, boys, I'm, I'm out. So 
also, you know, with that with that headband, I saw him training again with that headband because he had that eye clash, like going to the hoop. Yeah, that yeah, that actually was same. called a foul, so that was good. The yeah. ref saw that one. Um, maybe you know, concussion type thing. So I'm just hoping he he can. No, nah, but you know what I mean. Like you're always a little yeah, bit yeah. wary of like someone who puts a headband on. You go, ooh, like maybe he they might. He was cut. He was cut. Cut. Mm. But so yeah, who's, who's we got this week? Who do we have this week? We've got Perth Thursday. I think it's mm. a double game week. So we've got Illawarra. Are we talking about us, Perth? Yeah, who have we got? So we've got Perth and then uh, we're back at home to the Bullets. This is a big game week. I think, you know, this is really going to define us. I think we need to walk away with two wins to try and push for that fourth spot. We've got to beat the Bullets at the very least. Yeah. I think if we beat Perth... There's always every chance that we come back and it's just like the job was done. Oh, we lost against Brisbane. Yeah, what a shame. Um, yeah. But there's also the chance that we, you know, we go over to Perth, we get absolutely trounced by Perth, we come back, we're tired, and then we struggle against Brisbane and they just kind of capitulate. So I think a huge statement if we get two wins here, you know, we go to 11, mm. we'd go to 11 and 9, it would kind of put us back in the fold, you know, because Illawarra's on 10, Phoenix is on 10 wins. Um, Melbourne and Perth, obviously the front runners of the the season, and I think they'll probably continue to be the front runners down the end of this season as well. Yeah. But yeah. how do you feel more about the rest of this pack? Like even the Hawks have shown a little bit of a uh, little yeah, bit of a be, stumble. I think they're going to be in and out. Um, I think they're definitely going to be in and out. And then the yeah. Phoenix, who have been a quiet ten and eight, where you're just like, oh, Phoenix are fourth. Like I didn't even realize that. You know. I think that will drop off with with a lack of Mitch Creek. Well, I think he's back. He's going to be back. I think Thursday. Oh wow! So that mustn't have gone. Yeah, I think his his um, court case got adjourned. I think. Yeah. Well, that must have some information must have come to light because they've got a stand down policy. So any player that has an active court case for an aggravated assault. He's not mm. allowed to play, so something must have happened. If he's yeah, I'm playing. pretty sure I saw it on Facebook where it was like, Mitch Creek is going to be back on Thursday or maybe yeah. next Thursday. Probably should have just double-checked double, double that, but I'll quickly just go on Facebook and check, but I'm pretty sure he might be back. Uh, let's do a search for Mitch Creek. Shout-out to NBL News. I'm pretty sure it was NBL News that I saw. Uh... No. Nah. No, nah, I'll follow that yeah. up anyway. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I didn't expect the Phoenix, you know, they've, they've kind of been an, an unassuming, oh, they're fourth. I didn't realize that. And I think if we can win these games over the next couple of weeks, we've got to just put a run together. I don't think at any time this season I felt like this team is just like, you know what, we've turned a corner, we're going to go on a run here. Like any, no team is going to come up against us and win. It's mm. every every game you're going into these games just going – Oh, this is going to be a grind, man. Yeah, which is yep. it's hard. Uh so would you go on to tipping? Shall we tipping? Yes, I think tipping. We shall. Tipping. Yeah, this crazy, crazy game week. It started out. I think it was six games. Uh, before then, a total reschedule, and then I think now there's six games that have to have been rescheduled. Um, but whether the league kind of, you know, oh, they weren't actually scheduled. You know, whether they're, they're scheduled and they're in the schedule or whether yeah. it's just like, well, you know, we, we changed the whole thing, so therefore that game's not postponed because it was never really scheduled. 
So I think it's the, these these games are going to get ragged, man, over the next couple of months. Yeah, I think they're so. going to be squeezing things in left and well, right. Well, well, let's talk talk a little bit of uh, Bullockstradamus here with mm, two two COVID two, talk, two, talk, talk. COVID talk. Armchair COVID talk. Uh, I don't think people realize how big this outbreak in Brisbane's going to be. Yeah, I think they're going to be locked down for at least two to three weeks. Um, I think this three day lockdown is going to get extended out to a week, which will get extended out to three weeks. And mm. the reason I think that is because a lot of people have been in the community infectious for many weeks. Mm. Um, and so... Have they got like sewage testing and stuff up there? Yeah, they do. But the problem is, is that if that person lives in the same suburb as a person who's returned, a traveler, or lives in the same suburb as a, a unit block or a same catchment area as a, as a hotel quarantine, there's no way to tell the difference. Mm. That's the issue with the sewage. So really sewage only picks up people mm-hmm. if there's no return travelers that have live in that area that have come out of quarantine yeah. or there's no active cases in that area. Mm. So, so it gives you an indicator at least to kind of go, oh, like there's an indicator there. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I did read today there was one guy, I think he went from the Gold Coast to Byron maybe. Byron, yeah. And then yeah, he, it was, was like stripper, a stripper yeah, that's it. I was trying to think of what the what the um. It, it wasn't his the... fault. It was it was the it was the two the two nurses and her daughter going to the hens. And yeah, he caught it off them. And, and then it the must be a good hens. Um, and then <laughs> I think he went back to work while he while he was waiting for results. And then and that's what, the part where I'm like, oh man, really? Oh, yeah, that's well, brutal. Yeah, this is the thing, right? And you know, I think that. Me personally, I think that we've all gotten too complacent. Yeah, for I think sure. That the idea that New South Wales is no mask on public transport, <laughs> no mask of the game, and nobody's wearing masks. Eighty thousand to a stadium. I think that the COVID norm has to be somewhere at fifty percent capacity. Mm. It's terrible for business, but there's a there's a way out. There's there's going to be a way out. There's vaccinations. Mm. Um, so there's a way out, but until then, you're just going to be in and out of this lockdown stage. This guy did visit an aged care facility as well. Mm. So he worked this, at an aged care facility, I think. He, yeah, or was he, he was doing like tradie work, so must you know, yeah. plumbing or something like that, maybe. So it'll be interesting to see if these vaccines actually do anything for these old people mm. because they've all had the Pfizer, so they've all had the stronger vaccine. Yeah, I think that's that's the other part of that story is they all had been vaccinated in that particular facility. Yes. Yes. So. Oh, it's scary, but like you just don't even like it was weeks and weeks and weeks with nothing, and you're just like, yeah, it's just normal. Life's it's, just it's normal. It's not though, you know. I've always said you just can't be complacent. And nah, for sure. The difference is between, uh, I suppose, Queensland and here is that all people in contact with um, infected patients or potential infected patients in New South Wales are tested every day. Mm. They're tested every shift, and once a week they're tested by a swab. So they do a slighted saliva rapid test before shift every day and they do a swab in Queensland only every five days. Mm. That's an issue, right? That is an issue. It's a lot different, isn't it? It's a lot different. This person goes out in the community for five days. He gives it to someone that he doesn't realize. He gets test positive yet, does the right thing, stays home. That person goes out into the community and just goes nuts. And it's really infectious. We know that. Look at overseas. The third wave is being caused by this B117 strain, especially in Europe. We know that it's, you know, rapid rapid uh, development of, of, of cases. Um, and so we're going to see a real outbreak in Brisbane. We're going to see um, 
definitely cases in Sydney, definitely cases in Byron, and potentially cases elsewhere. Mm. Um, so this 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 is going to send us back into into restrictions, not not in lockdown, New South Wales, but um, I do think that probably Cairns and uh, Brisbane will have to relocate south at some point, whether that's to New South Wales, whether that's to Melbourne, um, because Perth shut its borders to whole of Queensland already. So that's that's the end of that. So it'll be interesting what what Perth does in, in you know, because they're they're also if if there's cases in New South Wales and you know they're going to close their borders to New South Wales. So what are they going to do? Kind of thing. Mm. So the the big thing. Obviously, I think the the league itself, I, I might be mistaken, has kind of said, you know, Cairns, it's all, it's all right. I think United are playing Cairns at the end of this round and they've sort of said, yeah, you guys can go up to Cairns. Like, it's, there's not that much of a risk. No. Um, which, um, you know, to, to mirror your complacency statements, like, yes, I think, oh, man, that's, well, that's still full let's, on. But Let's just say this is that, the most coronavirus cases in Australia are being treated in Cairns. Cairns ICU is full of coronavirus patients from Papua New Guinea. So they're wow. people that are too sick to be transferred, so they've flown down to Cairns for treatment. Um, so Cairns right now has the most ICU coronavirus patients wow. in Australia. Did no one tell uh, Kestelman this? Does he know? No one, no one knows this. <laughs> Holy so, moly. Um, That's pretty crazy because, you know, you, you, you never New- know. Like, yeah. Especially sending a basketball team up there. Sorry. Uh, 20 ICU beds in total for the whole of the country. So, mm. um, and there's a big outbreak up there at the moment. So that's, that's, that's the, the realism of it. I think that probably Queensland teams will have to relocate in the next few days because this lockdown is not going anywhere. Mm. So it does, to tie back into what, what's sort of happening in the league, Brisbane, you know, and ourselves, the Kings, have a real sort of dogfight. So I'm, I'm interested to see, look, it's not a good situation, I think, for, for people, for fans mm. and for their team. But at the same time, if they have to just leave Brisbane for a little, a little bit, you know, yeah. come and play in Sydney, come and play down in Melbourne if you, if you kind of want to do that. Um, I think it would be very interesting how they cope with that because who, who are the teams really this season that have had issues the Melbourne guys, um, Perth, I think, had to leave for a couple of weeks. And yeah. then, obviously, the biggest one is the Breakers have had to spend their entire season in Australia. Um, so so it's not the, – the Brisbane case isn't a the, the worst-case scenario for the league. Um, yeah. It's obviously the Breakers. But I'll be interested to see how they deal with this because, you know, it's not easy in a sports sense, not the, the, the actual virus sense, in a sports sense – you're away from home for a few weeks, and how do you how do you sort of um, deal with that? Because they had a pretty good bubble, they had a pretty good cup. Yeah, um, they showed that you know they didn't have to play at home to kind of win games and look like a good team. But then again, kind of down the stretch of that, they died as well a little bit. They did. So it'll be interesting because we're in a dogfight with them. So if we can take that advantage as the Kings to you know, lift our league position, I think it'll be, it'll be a good chance for us to win games, beat them at home this week, and then try and put on a march march on that uh, southeast Melbourne in fourth position. Indeed. Um, all right, so should we do tips? Are we, are we, we done shall. COVID? Yes. We'll it's, I think, man, that's a bit, woo, 
Because you've been right. I think you're a bit like three from three of uh, actually calling it Bullock Stradamus. <laughs> um, Kings fans at home, listening along at home, and anyone who's listened to Aussies taking over the NBA would know that you, you've called these already twice, or three times rather. Um, all right, let's go tips. Illawarra, first game at home against the Phoenix. I'm going to go the Hawks. They're in good form. Yeah, they're looking good. I'll go Hawks also. I like that. that they played so well last night against um, who they play? Uh, the Bullets. They just torched them. And um, old mate, 20-foot floaters just shooting lights uh, out. Justinian Jessup? Nah. <laughs> no, Tyler Harvey. Yeah, Tyler yeah. Harvey. 20-foot floaters. Uh, Perth at home to the Kings. I'm going to go Perth. Yeah, I'm gonna go Perth. Oh man, I wanna I don't want to tip against the Kings, but I think I'm gonna go Perth. I think that's the first time this season. Oh, I feel filthy. Uh United at home to the Taipans. Oh uh, United. Taipans? Sur- resurgence? Mm. Surge? I'll go United. Chris Golding's like kind of back now. And you're just like, well, glad we skirted around that. Glad we played him when he was one of eight. Sweet. Uh, Kings at home to the Bullets. Kings. Yeah, I'm going Kings. Kings. Lock it in. Uh, Adelaide at home to the Hawks. Hawks. Yeah, I'm going Hawks also. Uh, Southeast Melbourne at home to the Breakers. Southeast Melbourne. The Breakers, well, they just snuck one against Brisbane the other day. It's just like, damn it. You know, we timed it a week too mm. late. Uh, Taipans then at home to United. Taipans. Types. I'm going United. Unite. United. And I think that probably wraps it up for this week. Do we want to talk these next two games a little bit? Do we have oh. anything? Anything prepared? I just I want to really bounce back any... against Perth, man. Yeah, it's just it's got to be better than that. Even if it's a close game and we lose, it's just got to be better. That's mm. really all it is. Because you know, you know, going to Perth, it's going to be home cooking. Like you know, mm. they come to the kudos and they get home cooking, or they get away <laughs> cooking, and you're just like, God damn it, man! Can we get something here? Um, so I hope Geordie can stay on the floor and have have a great game. Casper, um, you know, every game you just wait and come on, man, do something against Cotton. Uh, what about that tech? We didn't talk about that. That tech foul that he got. And it was funny yeah. because the, the NBL used the promo of um, Cotton like getting right in Ware's face. That was the big promo. It was just like, you know, Cotton's got the wool over over Casper Ware and he, and he let him know about it. And then in this game, there's like one I, minuscule iota of chat. And it's like, tech foul. Like, what do you think you're doing, mate? And you're just like, you guys build this as like a rivalry. As <laughs> soon as he says something, you give him a tech foul. Like, come on, man. What a yeah. joke. Absolute joke. Um, so, yeah, a bounce back. And then against Melbourne? Against Brisbane. Brisbane, sorry. Against people's going to shut down Sobe. You shut down Sobe, I think you're pretty easily in that team. We, we put, what did we put up? 120 against them last time? Yeah. I don't envisage that happening again. No. But at the same time, I don't know, man. That's a yeah, Sobi, you kind of gotta you gotta really put the clamps on him. Although he had like a thirty-six piece and we were just like, Yeah, all right, we'll beat you. Beat you by ten, put up one twenty, sweet, have fun. One of your best games ever, just into the into the history books. Um so yeah, hope, hopefully we can win that anyway, reel off two wins and then come back to whatever round fourteen is. Who knows how that's gonna go. 
Um, but yeah, as always, we are live right now on Facebook. You can sh- like us on Facebook. You can share us around anywhere you feel like. Uh, you can also watch these on YouTube if you want to watch us back in replay. And we also put these up in audio form on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. We're on the Anchor platform, which goes out to all three of those. And yeah, we will see you guys next time. The King's Dog.